This is the guy that's going to give him the biggest fight. Then guess what? Hey guys, locked in with B. Skate Rob without the paycheck. All right, so today we actually have Gabriel Murataya joining us today. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. No problem. Thank so, you guys for having me. So, so let's go straight into this interview. So first off, I know you've been getting all questions asked about you being a preschool teacher. That's like the number one thing right now. <laughs> Every time we turn it on, if we talk about Gabriel Murataya, some people are like, oh, you know, let me question it a little bit. And it's like the preschool teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. I saw him <laughs> during the COVID fights. Like, yeah, yeah, that guy, you know. I'm sure you get that a lot. But we're not going to focus on you being a, a preschool teacher because right now we're talking boxing. But I'll ask you one thing. So... All, all the interviews that I've seen so far with you, they all talk about you being a preschool teacher only, and they'll ask you questions about that, and then your life as a professional boxer separate. But in reality, I don't see, you know, those two being too far apart because when you're a preschool teacher, you have to, you know, adjust to different three-year-olds, four-year-olds, and you have to be patient. And when you step into the ring, you also have to be patient and you have to know how to adjust while you're in the ring. So, have you ever thought about how your skills go into both of your professions? Yeah, exactly. You said it perfectly. I mean, everything is really patience, you know? And um, everybody does think they're total opposite sports. But again, like you said, they're pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I think it's funny. Every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, but it's not that different. They're like, you know, you deal with three-year-olds. I'm like, yeah, but with di different three-year-olds, you have to talk to one a certain way. Second one, a different way. So yeah, I definitely see how they correlate. Your your mind is literally always working. You're practicing outside of the ring and in the ring. Yeah. So you're five and zero, oh, and your younger brother is ten and zero, oh, right? Mm -hmm. So he started. He 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 went pro before you. You yeah, seem to come from a boxing family. Did. You know, was boxing in your path like you knew that one day you were going to go pro or you just thought, I'm going to pursue an education and I'm going to take a different route? Yeah, definitely. I, I, It's funny. I never thought about going pro. Never. Not even my younger brother. Never. And we were just big fans of it. We got a boxing ring in our backyard, as you can see. I think at the age of um, when I was like 10 or 11, 12 years old. So we we're just big fans. And once my brother turned pro, I think he turned pro a while ago. Maybe he was 23 now, maybe at 19, 20. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, he just gave me the motivation to also start boxing as well. But yeah, my, my intention was always to pursue education and see where I go after being a preschool teacher. But um, it seems right now boxing's working. Oh, yeah. So did you take it like uh, you were in school, getting educated and everything? Was this boxing just like a, something to keep you in shape? And then all of a sudden it turned uh, into a career? I mean, honestly, I kind of knew. I mean, I've, I've been boxing my whole life. We've done tournaments. We've gone kind of all around the world for tournaments. We have bouts everywhere. So we kind of knew we had a, a talent for the sport. So I was just more into school. And my brother really wasn't. So he, he started the, the boxing early. 
but I kind of knew after I seen him that I was going to pursue it as well. Well, that's a good thing. You have two things. You have your boxing career and you have your education, just in case. You're like that famous yeah, fighter, Marc Ant <laughs> Antonio Herrera. He didn't have to fight. He was from a wealthy family. He was being educated and took boxing as just a sport. And that sport kicked off better than his education, and off he went. Yeah, I feel like the things you don't expect always come out better than you, you think, you know? Yeah. So your first pro fight in the United States was during COVID. So, yeah. you know, usually when people go back and, you know, it, it's in the United States, you fought in Mexico before that. But over here is like all your family, your friends, it's easier to go to a fight in the United States. But due to COVID, no one could show up to that. Did that help you in your transition to, you know, your first fight? It was televised in the United States. Um, it's kind of like your home, home, uh, you know, your home. What is it? You're you're in your home. So now it's like everybody can travel there. Did that impact yeah. you? You're like, it helped you? It, yeah, it helped me for sure. Um, just that TV helped me put my name out there, but it, it also did um, upset me that nobody could come because so many people wanted to come. And, and, you know, just during these times, you really can't do anything about it. So mm -hmm. I can't complain, though. I got the TV time. I got some recognition, and I'm glad where I'm at right now. The only good about that TV time, the whole world got to see it because there's a lot of boxing fans all over the world that fall top, top rank. And your name came out, and everybody saw that you're a great fighter, aggressive, and going out for the kill not so. not only that though it was during a time where live sports finally started coming back boxing was one of the first with top yeah, rank I think boxing, yeah that was the first um along with ufc come on the tv yeah that was a ufc was first i think coming out then but top rank right, jumped right, on right, it right. and the only thing good about top rank it made it available for everybody to see not a pay-per-view event that you know some people could do it with the, the yeah. covid and having struggle with money right now that was great that the whole world got to see you yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Top rank. They did. They, they're the best right now. So let's talk about your last fight with Bland. We're going into that. So it was your first fight against another undefeated, your first pro fight against another undefeated fighter. So both O's were on the line. Someone's O had to go. So in yeah. that first round, though, well, first off, let's talk what went through your mind to accept that fight, knowing that you're fighting another undefeated fighter. Um, it, it, it brought excitement, you know, like it, it was a challenge and I like challenges and I, I seen he was, I mean, taller than me, every long, more longer reach. So he had that advantage, but I, I, I like the challenge, you know? So yeah, I, I mean, and I never denied fight, so I had to get it going. Well, that's Damn. good. At least you're starting new and you're starting, you're just starting, you're learning how to fight taller fighters, more reach and get ready. Cause you know how you say when you get more fights, the harder it's going to get. So, but you'll, you know, you'll have yeah. a knowledge of what to do yeah yeah definitely and that's also a good mindset of i'm ready to fight anyone i'm not going to turn down a fight yeah, yeah you, you always have to have that mindset not saying i'm the best in the world but you just you know you can't show fear you really can't not in this sport that's true so in that first round it had kind of an unexpected turn i would assume for you you touched the canvas can you break that down for us yeah oh man that was uh, his reach was next level. His his reach is man. I was like whoa. Like I was I was I'm, I I like to catch my punches and his reach. I was like wow. So, but I I seen it again and it was like kind of way in the back of the head. I don't even know how a punch lands like that, but it did. Luckily for him, it did. And you know what? I I got up. I didn't no pain at all. Nothing. 
I literally, I guess it just back that back of the head is very sensitive and yeah. my knees did, I guess, buckle, but man, I was perfect. It, it kind of got me mad and I went in there and I knew I had to uh, put some more pressure. So from our perspective, though, we didn't hear, you know, the referee say it's a knockdown or a point deduction or anything like that at first. So what was going, what, so what did confused. you hear? Yeah, I was, I was also confused. I thought he was going to count and the referee's just looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, what's going on right now? But I mean, after everything, I, I go to the, the doctor and he's like, do you know where you're at? And I started laughing. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. Yes. I was laughing. I was like, yeah, I'm fighting at MGM. And he's like, you know what? You're good. Go again. But yeah, they counted it as a knockdown. Um, after the round, I heard the referee say, um, count it as a knockdown. And that when, once I heard that, I knew I had a, the next three rounds, I had to step it up. But they also took a point, too. So yeah, I was gonna say you know you never by the way you're talking, you never felt that second hit that he hit you when you were on you when your knee was already on the on the canvas. Yeah, no. So that was that was it, it, and I watched it again, it wasn't a strong punch. No, but and it was so still I, you were still on the canvas and the referee didn't, you know, how he's supposed to protect you, but he didn't get there in time. So he kind of figured, okay, what am I gonna do? Because that guy could get got disqualified right there and then. So he just said, That's just two undefeated fighters, it's just not ended that way. And that's when I guess yep. he was looking at you, finding out if you were still you were okay or not. But yeah. by the way you looked, you looked like you never felt it because you were like smiling, like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, usually when yeah. you get hit like that too, sometimes, you know, you'll see if a fighter's hurt. Their eyes roll back. It's harder to – we didn't see that with you. No, you wanted oh, yeah. to fight. Like I, said, I, I didn't feel nothing. I literally – my knees hit the ground, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, what the – I was like, in my head, I was like, this is not a knockout. I'm not taking it as a knockout. Up. let's go you know well, that's good so it was a flash knockdown and you didn't realize you were yeah you're on the canvas yeah uh-huh so in your corner you had your dad and robert garcia right yeah so what did they share with you what did they tell you in between rounds because when that moment hit you know it's the first round two undefeated fighters now you touch the canvas what was the advice that they gave you to keep going yeah you know robert just gave me the best advice he said this, his his reach is super long, and he's a tall fighter. He says, "Stick." I think his exact words was, "Stick onto him like blue. Like Just stay on him, and you're gonna you're gonna do you're gonna do work." And that's exactly what I was trying to do. Just stay on him. And funny thing is, I actually even I don't know if you guys seen Robert Garcia's um YouTube channel. Um, he he says it everything on there, but I actually um had an injured arm. Oh wow! So I didn't. Even, I, yeah, if you watch the fight again, I don't really use my left that much. More of using my right, kind of nonstop. Now that I think about it, I I didn't see that, but I didn't think, oh, you're hurt or anything. I had mentioned to you. Remember, I was like, man, look at him, because you were throwing, you were throwing that overhand, and you kept throwing it and throwing it and really going at it. And I was like, man, he's really trying to like throw with all of his power, and that's all we thought. We didn't think something's wrong with your <laughs> other hand. I thought maybe you're trying to get yeah, that yeah. that point back and stuff because, but it helped you that he took a point off instead of in a ten eight. To me, I thought it was nine eight round. You know, it was it was close still. So that's the only thing good about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So at the end of the fight, it goes to the cards. Did you think, oh man, I might lose my O right now, or were you like, nah, I did enough? Yeah, that never went through my mind. Just I feel like just my confidence in those last three rounds. I literally had him like run, had him running the yes. whole fight. So I kind of literally knew I won. That's good.
you know, seeing it, a lot of people will say too that we've talked to, they'll say when you're in the ring, you can feel when your opponent is stronger than you or and when you when you are stronger than your opponent. Did you feel that throughout maybe the second round or in the first round when he dropped yeah. you? Hundred percent. Even yeah, like even even the first round, I'm telling you, it was it I mean people get those punches in. He got a flash knockout way behind the head. But yeah, that that didn't turn me down at all. I knew I was still the stronger fighter and you, you can actually see it during the fight. Yeah, he I was feeling you. He was feeling you coming at him. So that's why he was kind of backing off. You might have said that he woke up a sleeping giant when he knocked you down. He goes, okay. And you had that mentality. Oh, hell no, I'm coming back up. Here I come. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I knew that with the, the judges, the, they do take the, the points. So that was in my head too. You know, I'm not going to let the that round, you know, change anything. So. Now, before yeah. we let you go, is there any names that you're like, you want to fight next? You want to see them next on your record? Um, No, actually, I don't. I don't really have any names. I'm five and zero. Oh, um, still learning. I need to, I, like I said in this fight, I wish I had my left hook 100 percent. Cause man, I wanted to uh, do more. You know, I felt like I could have done way more with the with the 100 percent left hook. Cause that's my favorite punch, my left hook. Well, that's good because you beat this guy not even being in like maybe 75 to 80 percent. Imagine if you would have been 100 percent on both, they would have maybe not even lasted all all through the rounds. You would have stopped yeah, that's it before. What I, that's what I hope, you know. But I, I did my best with kind of one hand. And at times I did throw my left foot, man, it hurt. Oh, wow. It was hurting. But you know, when you're in that ring, you, you and it's it's a four rounder. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? Who cares? You know, let's go. Yeah, I follow boxing a lot. And I remember seeing some fighters saying that their hand hurts. And all of a sudden, but they're fighting 12 rounds. They say, like in the sixth round or something, they go numb and they don't feel it no more. And But that's a bad thing because they could, you know, injure themselves more. But. They got heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the heart is to win, not to, you know, not to get, you know, stopped or oh, there's another fight another day. No, if you could beat it and you could be beat them. Now, I might have missed this. I might have missed this. But when did you injure your, your left? Actually, um, three weeks before the fight. Oh, and so that news didn't even come out like, oh, you know, as a excuse or no possibility. You know, he might not perform that well because of his left. You know, you kept that a secret till after the fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not yeah. going to say but that's anything, great. you know. But you know what? It was it was getting better. It wasn't like I, I like during the, the last week of the fight, I, I could throw jabs. So I was like, you know what? In my head, I was getting, it was getting way better. But um, like my brother and my dad said, you're going to hurt it once you throw with different strength in that first round. You're going to hurt it right away. Mm -hmm. And me just being the way I am, I was like, no, I'm not. I'll be fine. And I couldn't. My brother fighting in the same card. I was I was being uh not not too smart. Like my dad said, he's never gonna let me make this decision again. Just because he doesn't like seeing me going in there 70%, you know. Yeah. And not to stray away and talk about your brother, but you guys both actually touched the canvas that night and both came out with the victory. You know, I mean it's it's very strange that both brothers, we got the same exact thing, right? Like in the back of the head as well. I mean, I think it was uh, just a, a lucky day for, for our opponents, you know? They, but that, like like you guys said, they woke up, um, they woke up something else in us. Oh, hey, that's, that's good. good. That's, that's the experience that you guys need, especially, you know, 10 fights, five fights. You need that experience. You, you know, later on, it's not going to be something new when you touch the canvas. You know you can overcome it. 
Exactly. Yeah, like Robert Garcia said too on his um YouTube channel. He said he's he's happy that it happened early, you know, just yeah. so we can learn early from in it. Your career. That's it. And yeah, he even said, I mean, he's got knocked the best guy knocked down and you know, you just get stronger from it and now I, I know or I'm gonna try to dodge that back of the head shot, you know. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. You know, of your opponents, because it was your opponents, you know, you learn from that that don't hey, take you- everything so lightly because like you said, he had the reach, and that's what he surprised you with. But you adjust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, always got to adjust. And, yeah, never underestimate. Yeah, like the great champions to come. You always get up, no matter what. Take away his heart because, he, oh, man, I hit him, he's getting up? That that affects yeah. them too, their mind, too. Like, oh, wow. How am I going to take this guy out if he's taking the best out of me? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, man. Um, everyone just sees me like, I mean, the preschool teacher, you know, is so nice. He's always smiling, but... <laughs> In that ring, me and my brother, like, our heart is next level. You know, we're not going to give up. So it's kind of uh, – it, it's also woken us up. I mean, we I definitely didn't like that hitting the canvas. So it's definitely the next fights are just stepping it up even more. Yeah. I see you like to fight constantly. You still going to try to keep that? the Because, the, you know, you a lot of boxers take a lot of breaks. And you're, you're picking up oh, yeah, fights yeah. all the time. You know what? I've, I've actually just um, – it just happened just because of COVID and the TV exposure. So you can't, you really can't say no to that. You know, that's, yeah. it's a blessing. And I'm 26. I'm compared to my brother. He's 23. So I feel like I just have to like, go a little faster than my brother. Yeah. Well, we wish you nothing but the best. And thank you so much for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you guys so much, man. You guys are awesome. This is awesome. Thank hey, you. Thank you, sir.